At this year's Oscars, Oppenheimer took home the award for Best Picture, Emma Stone and Robert Downey Jr. also picked up wins, and Ryan Gosling brought the Kennergy. For a recap of all the highlights, listen to the Pop Culture Happy Hour podcast from NPR. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Korva Coleman. Prison officials in Russia say opposition leader Alexei Navalny has died in an Arctic penal colony. They say they're investigating his cause of death. Navalny had been in shaky health after surviving poisoning that he blamed on the Russian government. The Kremlin denied it. But Secretary of State Antony Blinken says the Russian government and leader Vladimir Putin always feared Navalny's opposition to their regime. His death in a Russian prison and the fixation and fear of one man only underscores the weakness and rot at the heart of the system that Putin has built. Russia's responsible for this. We'll be talking to many other countries concerned about Alexei Navalny. There's additional heavy criticism from European leaders. German leaders say Navalny fought for a free Russia and he paid for it with his life. President Biden's national security advisor says he talked with House Speaker Mike Johnson yesterday about approving U.S. aid for Ukraine. NPR's Steve Inskeep reports the aid package is stuck in the House after passing the Senate. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan met House leaders to discuss a Russian anti-satellite capability, as it's being called. Sullivan tells NPR they also talked about aid to Ukraine, on which the Speaker has yet to schedule a vote. Speaker Johnson told me directly yesterday that he would like to see a vote on Ukraine aid as well as the other elements of aid in the supplemental for Israel, for the Indo-Pacific, and so forth. Um, How that happens, when that happens, (laughs) that is a matter of enormous interest to myself, to President Biden, and to the Ukrainian people. Many Republicans favor more aid, but their party leader, Donald Trump, opposes a Senate bill that would provide it. Steve Inskeep, NPR News, Washington. Stocks opened lower this morning as the Commerce Department reported a steep drop in home-building activity last month. NPR's Scott Horsley reports the Dow Jones Industrial Average slipped about 130 points in early trading. Builders broke ground on almost 15 percent fewer homes in January than they did the month before. Much of the drop was in apartment construction. Single-family housing starts fell nearly 5 percent. Frigid weather may have accounted for some of the slowdown. It's harder to break ground when the ground is frozen. Permits, which are a guide to future single-family home building, were slightly higher. A survey released this week by the National Association of Home Builders found confidence rising for the third month in a row. The association predicts that single-family home construction will increase by about 5 percent this year. Mortgage rates inched up this week to about six and three quarters percent, but builders expect rates to moderate in the coming year. Scott Horsley, NPR News, Washington. On Wall Street, the Dow is now down about 116 points. The Nasdaq is down 135. This is NPR. Mourners in Kansas City, Missouri, gathered for a vigil last night honoring the woman who died and more than 20 others injured in a mass shooting on Wednesday. Three victims remain in critical condition. NPR's Brian Mann reports that two juveniles are being held after the violence. Isabella Videz joined dozens of people here holding candles and holding each other. She was at the parade a day earlier for the Kansas City Chiefs that was supposed to be a celebration for their Super Bowl win. I'm 23. (laughs) I grew up when Sandy Hook happened. It feels like nothing ever changes. And I just, I wanted to come out because it's like, it's a very lonely feeling. 
and I didn't want to be alone. The crowd honored Lisa Lopez Galvan, the 43-year-old mother, community leader and radio host who died in the shooting. Police say two juveniles are being held but haven't been identified or charged yet with any crimes. Brian Mann, NPR News, Kansas City. President Biden will visit East Palestine, Ohio today. That's where a Norfolk Southern freight train derailed last year and spilled toxic chemicals in a fiery disaster. Many people had to evacuate. Chris Hunsicker of Norfolk Southern says the railway has worked hard to repair the damage. The majority of the soil removal work, you know, cleaning up the track work, removal of that soil, that's all been done for a few months now. We wrapped that up at the end of October. President Biden has been criticized for not visiting East Palestine earlier. Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg did visit the city soon after the fiery disaster. I'm Corva Coleman, NPR News in Washington.